difference in Christ. There is nothing as destructive as being guided by what is false. And there are things that are false, but looked very factual, empirically speaking, and look very rationally appealing, and look at times to be logically very correct. The title of my homily today is Be Guided by the Spirit of Truth. Be Guided by the Spirit of Truth. We live in a generation that we have become so misguided that we really understand the distinction between what is true and what is rationally appealing, what appears conventional, and what sounds logically correct. Today, St. Paul, in the first reading, finds himself in Athens. And remember, Athens is claimed by many to be the very place philosophy started. Now, some school of thoughts hold that philosophy started by the Athenian philosophers. And this explains why they always glory in the claim that they have knowledge and have wisdom. It is against this backdrop that you will understand why it was difficult for them to agree with Paul on some of the claims Paul made in his teaching today. They are very religious people, and here is an altar in the midst of several altars dedicated to specific gods and deities, this particular altar dedicated to the unknown God. They were religious, but they hadn't the fullness of truth, and so they couldn't understand and comprehend the being behind everything in creation. And so they recognize that being as the unknown God. But Paul presenting to them, of course, guided by the spirit of truth, that this altar or dedicated to the unknown God, that very God they claim to be unknown, is the God he presents to them. Because he knows this God, since he is guided by the spirit of truth. That same spirit that Jesus promised us in the gospel today. That same spirit that we anticipate celebrating its outpouring at Pentecost in a few days from today. Beloved children of God, many of us are like the Athenians who are living in a very religiously charged atmosphere and in a very religious, a religious way of life, yet are very, very far from God. We are religious, but rarely are we spiritual. Because we are guided sometimes by sentiments, sometimes by emotions, sometimes by general opinions, and sometimes by some traditional fictions and belief systems. Because we are not guided by the spirit of truth, we are not led into the truth, and we are not led into the fullness of the presence of God. And so our life, supposedly lived in God, is more a religious life than a spiritual life. This explains why you see a great contradiction between what we profess and what we practice in many instances. Those who are religious like the Athens, they believe in the presence of God more in the sacramentals they have than in the presence of God in the life of their fellow human beings. This is not to say that God is not present in the sacramentals. 
We believe more that God is present in holy places and holy sites and will neglect the presence of God in our homes, in our places of work, in our marketplaces, and amongst our neighbors. We believe God to be more concerned about how much we are able to offer in the church and we don't care how much we are able to contribute in the life of others. We believe that we can go do anything and everything no matter how immoral, no matter how ungodly it may be, provided we return to God to offer our thanksgiving. We see this in the life of our politicians, especially around Nigeria, who will do anything and everything, including stealing human blood, including going into occultic and diabolic rituals to get into political positions. And after acquiring or getting access to such positions, they return to church to offer their thanksgiving and celebrate in a big way, all in the name of thanking God for their sources. These are all a way of life that is completely, if not exhaustively, centered on being religious rather than being spiritual. And this happens when we are not led by the spirit of truth. Because when we are led by the spirit of truth, we will know the truth and the truth will set us free, setting us free from the bondage and the yoke of ignorance. Setting us free from the bondage and the yoke of ungodly religious ways of life, practices, and rituals. Of course, rituals are necessary and indispensable parts of our religious and spiritual life. But we must be able to understand, guided by the Spirit of God, rituals that are empty and rituals that lead us to God. And this is where the wisdom of God that is given by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, guiding the church, becomes very imperative in the life of the Christians. We must learn to understand the authority God has given to, church, to the church to be the final authority to interpret the scriptures and learn to understand the scriptures guided by the Spirit of truth so that we don't understand and interpret the scriptures wrongly. Many have interpreted and applied the scriptures to even fight against the will of God. This didn't start today. We saw it in the time of Jesus. We saw it in the apostolic era. And it is still ongoing today. Unless we are guided by the spirit of truth, we will continue to destroy ourselves, destroy one another, all in the name of God. We see so many religious groups, so many religious sects, even in Christianity, a whole lot of groups and sects around destroying fellow Christians all in the name of God because they are guided not by the spirit of truth but they do all of this in the name of God because they are so religious and to the point of not being spiritual enough to know the will of God. Friends in Christ, today Christ has promised us this spirit of truth. Let us open ourselves up let us yearn for him. Let us pray for him. Let us long for him. Let us allow the spirit of God, the spirit of fruit, the great counselor, to be our counselor, to be our guide and our director. In our marriages, in our families, in our homes, in our places of work, and in our neighborhood. So that by the way we live our lives, we'll be truly children of God who are guided by the spirit of truth free from error and doing that which is pleasing in the sight of God. It is only at that point that we can become Christians who worship God in truth and in spirit. May God bless